This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete Welcome back, everybody. We are here for episode 12 of the Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. I'm your host, Tomer Azarli, here, part of Clippers Reporter. I'm here with Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter. Hi. I'm also here with Bob Garcia, IV number four, numero cuatro. The fourth. The fourth. <laughs> it's been four of these men walking around. Yeah. Today we're going to go over a couple Jeez. things that happened in the last week, some quotes from, from the Lakers and Clippers sides, and also talk about who maybe has a long-term uh, and short-term future, best short-term future uh, moving forward. Uh, but first, um, a big quote from Anthony Davis this week um, that you guys have all heard. Uh, he said, I'm just focused on what he was asked at his press conference this past week. He was asked about committing to the Lakers beyond this year. And he sort of refused to answer. He said, I'm just focused on this season. I don't know what's going to happen. I have one year here, so I'm going to make it the best. I'm going to make the best of this year. And when the time time comes around in the summer, whenever the season's over, um, mid-June after we have had the parade, I just need a couple of days to think. And then we can talk about that. But until then, I'm trying to do whatever I can to help this team win this year. So Davis is remaining noncommittal about uh, staying with the Lakers beyond the 2019-20 season. Are you guys – does that concern you guys? Are you, is that something you expected? I would say I would say no. I mean, I, I wouldn't be concerned about it. Uh, you know, he's – he, you know, his next contract, I'm sure, you know, if he has the Lakers you know, centered at the team he wants to stay with. And, uh, you know, it, it's just more of a matter of fact of just working that out. And he doesn't want to – um, he doesn't want to 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 talk about that right now, and more so just focus on you know getting that chemistry worked up with his teammates, and uh, you know, and I don't think the Lakers would made this trade if they didn't know that hey Davis will be here after this season, and uh, you know it, it's it's more so of just taking the political answer, I guess, just hey I'm focused on now. I don't want to sign an extension now because next season, you know, next off season, I want to, he's going to want to sign that, you know, that mm-hmm. max contract. So right, it's, right. it's more so that. And then, you know, we can't, we, yes, it doesn't sound comforting, you know, him saying, you know, I'm just thinking about this year, you know, for Laker fans, but uh, I think more so of it's just, you know, take care of business now. And then when the time comes, they'll work it out. Well, look what Kyrie did in Boston saying that he was going to sign, resign. Way ahead of time, and now he's in Brooklyn, looking. I'm not gonna say he looks like a fool, but he just you, you don't trust him for his word now, right? Because you think he could just go wherever, 
And with the league with so much movement now and so many things changing and anything can happen from the start of the season to the trade deadline, like I, I don't blame the guy at all. Be flexible. You don't have to say you're going to resign, man. I know they traded the whole friggin' team for you, but you don't have to say you're going to resign. It's a, it's a business thing. Like and every, every other player is treating it like a business. Why can't you? I, I, you know? yeah, I, just, I just think, though, that like it, it just puts a lot of pressure on the Lakers to, to not, not mess it up. Like you can't – it wasn't like LeBron where he signed a four-year deal and you can have like a year of, okay, we can see what, we, see what works, see what doesn't. You have to put a winning team around AD. You have to win. You have to do everything right. You have to, you know, sort of meet his requests because if not, he could walk in free agency and you would have given up your three young guys, your what, four or five picks, whatever it was, and you could end up with nothing. So uh, what's the, the, the Lakers' alternative? You know, no, no, they, no. They, they I'm, have to make the move. I, no, I'm yeah. not saying it's not. I'm just saying there's, for the first time, it feels like there's a lot of pressure on them to win and get somewhere and do things right. They can't just sort of mess around like they have in the past and sort of, you know, hey, we're the Lakers. We're still probably going to get someone. You have, they have to do this right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think that's a good thing. No, I, think I agree. I agree. I agree. It's a good thing. But I'm saying, does it concern you guys? Pressure. Does it concern you, Ryan? No, not at all. Because, if, hey, you know what? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Figure something else out. I mean, it's we can't just put all these players together and assume that it's a championship. Look what happened last year. Everything seemed great until LeBron's groin took a turn for the worst on Christmas <laughs> Day, right? <laughs> and, all, <laughs> and all of a sudden, everything went to shit. And, the, you know, the Lakers are a mess and blah, blah, blah. They were a legit middle-of-the-pack team with a chance to compete before LeBron's groin went sideways. Um, but I, from Anthony Davis' perspective, I would be thinking, okay, I finally got my wish. I'm out of New Orleans. I control my fate now pretty much after a year. I can do what I want. I'm, a, I'm with an agency that seems to be pulling a lot of strings in this organization alongside LeBron. LeBron in LeBron's case, LeBron's thinking – He's thinking post basketball, right? Right. Yeah, fine. I'll sign four years, no problem. Space Jam two. Yeah, I've got you know my kids out here playing ball. Uh, He's just you know it's a totally different situation, and for the Lakers they have to totally maximize those four years for LeBron, so they have to make this move for a star, you know that's that's going to make the team that much better. And all the additions they got were pretty good. I'm not going to say they hit it out of the park with all these guys, but I think. I think they did a pretty good job of surrounding them with talent, shooters, and defensive-minded players um, to, to make them competitive next year. I will say, I, I think for Davis' aspect of this, you are you, you hit it on, you know, the head was a nail on the hammer. The hammer on the nail. You know, you he's I think he's keeping... The nail on the hammer. Yeah, the hammer on the nail. nail. Yeah, you nail the nail on the hammer on the head yeah, the of the hammer. Yeah, the hammer. <laughs> so I, 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 what, what I'm trying to say is that I think Davis is, you know, like Ryan said, he's got control of his career now. He's got control of his future, and he's leaving his options open. This is like essentially, hey, I got my options here. You know, we, we, yes, I want to be here, but if I can find a better spot elsewhere, then that that may intrigue me to to leave or to New York. So yeah, I mean, even New York was discussed, but you know, as crazy as unstable they are, but. 
you know, it's just it's just having your options open. And at the same time, it works, you know, putting pressure on the organization to put the best team forward that can compete for a championship. So it, it, it works both ways. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Another quote of the week that we had this week was Jerry West, former Lakers GM, former, what would you call him for the, the Warriors? Consultant. Consultant, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, whatever the hell he is for the Clippers, it doesn't really a matter. A consultant. Uh, cons- yeah, okay, fine. Consultant. Uh, <laughs> he had a very interesting quote, which is kind of a subtle shot of the Lakers, I guess you would say. Uh, talking about how Balmer is willing to spend money on players and he's willing to spend on personnel within the front office. But the key part is the end of the, the quote where he says, I've never been around another organization, around any organization, sorry, that is better than this one. That's for sure. Boom, slap in the face, Lakers. What say you, Tomer? I don't know if this is a real shot at the Lakers specifically, but that's how can't it be? That's a that's a big that's a big statement. Um, I guess it's a shot. Look, maybe, maybe he's a little bit of a homer too because he's he's with the team right now, so he really has to say something good about them. But um, I, I'm not surprised. I mean, Ballmer's been a terrific owner since the since they got rid of Sterling. Uh, he's been doing nothing but winning plays and making winning moves. Um, just you know, hiring West was one of them. Um, you know. Spending where he needed to spend, uh, cutting guys where they had to cut and trade guys where they had to trade. Um, it sucks. I mean, I know they took a lot of heat, some for myself, for the Blake Griffin trade and the way they handled that. But uh, look, they traded away Blake Griffin. They And then two, a year and a half later, it ended up with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. So I think you take that uh, if you look, if, if, you, if you know that moving forward. You probably take that. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm not surprised. Jerry West has been a big part of what the Clippers have done, though. So he he does he likes to stay in the in 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 the shadows behind the scenes, but he also has a big role in this whole thing. And um, yeah, I'm not surprised to see him say that. But it, maybe it is a shot. I don't know. Maybe it is a little jab at the Lakers for the way their front office and management has been working, and uh, you know, with Magic Johnson, the fiasco with him, and Jeannie Buss denying trade rumors a couple months ago. Maybe maybe it is that. Um, well, I, yeah, I think there's kind of a big difference there. Jerry West has only been with the Clippers for what, two years? Uh, this will be, this upcoming year will be his third. Third year, okay. And then he only spent a few years up north, right? With the, he spent a good, I think three, four, four years with the Warriors, four or five years with the Warriors. But in comparison to, I totally forgot that he was a GM for the Grizzlies. I totally Yeah, that was, that was early. Wow. He was the one who made, didn't he send Pau Gasol to the Lakers? Yeah, and then he got Marcus Dahl. Yeah. And then he got so, Mike Conley. And, uh, yeah, he, he made them good. He made them a good team. He was Zach Randolph, guys like that. But um, Yeah, Mike Conley, Tony Allen, the grindfather. Battier. Grind. Yeah, that, uh, that, was, that may have been a little earlier. Was he on that Mike team? Miller, I'm not sure. Mike, Mike Miller. Miller was on that team? Yeah, a lot, a lot of good players, a lot of good role players too. Yeah. But uh, it's just, I mean, it's just, this, is, this is even a shot at the Warriors, right? Has to be. Uh, I don't know if he's directed as a shot, but it's it's clearly um, just a high praise for the Clippers, and I guess maybe in there you could you could also take it as a shot, yeah. Mm-hmm. At um, the Warriors, who you know, like I think over the last few months, rumors have come out that they shouldn't have played Kevin Durant, that he wasn't ready, that they didn't appreciate him um, the way they should have. 
West also. I, I think West had a kind of an ugly exit with the Warriors where they just didn't really like uh, the direction each was going or something like that. I'm not sure. That's what you're saying. The Lakers, he facilitated the, the magic, the ma- uh, not the magic, the uh, Shaq trade and the Kobe trade. Um, so he got them there. But like, like I said earlier, the, the Lakers have been kind of, you know, very, I want to say incompetent in, in the way they've handled things and hasn't been the most professional, How but they're sort of on the right you. track now. <laughs> I apologize. But they're on the right track now. They got Rob Lowe as, as a great, great GM or president, whatever he is. Amazing so. actor, too. He's good in the outside. Yeah, so Rob Lowe's doing well. Um, <laughs> Jeannie Buss is doing, handling it well. I'll tell you guys that story of how she stood out over her empire for a photo shoot for about a minute. Yeah, she, in case you guys didn't hear, she, she came out uh, just before Eddie's press conference and just posed over the balcony, just leaned over and looked over down at her empire. I, I find it while, really while hard taking photos. To, to say anything bad about Jeannie Buss because she was super nice to me and Bob. When we met her, oh no, no, I'm sure she's the nicest lady ever. Yeah. I was, I thought that that was a funny little moment there where she came and just looked down at her empire, yeah, a quick little photo shoot, and then disappeared off to the back. That was just funny. Yeah, I've had <clears throat> nothing, nothing, nothing bad to say about Jeannie. She's, she seems super nice from what you guys have said. Yeah, it's totally nice. Um, but yeah, I just think Jerry, Jerry West is, uh, he's working for probably, you know, aside from the Nets, probably the best for an office in the NBA. Maybe you could. I mean, is there one I'm missing other than? Golden State, Clippers, Nets. Milwaukee's doing Nets. pretty good. Milwaukee's done pretty well. Um, um, you know, I'd say Philly with with Elton Brown just making the moves. Yeah, they, they've made some moves. They're they're they've committed to paying a lot of money to to three or four guys, four guys now with Horford. So uh, that's kind well, of then, interesting. Uh, okay, C too. I think Sam Presti. Yeah, the, Sam Presti. He's on that yeah. David Griffin level, like in terms of making the right move every time. Or at the best of his ability, you know, and it seems to, to work out at most of the time for him. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm not surprised uh, by, by some of these GMs and what they do. Um, but yeah, I'm also just not. I, I don't really think it's a think it's a shot what Jerry West said, but it's certainly high praise for the team he's been working for the last two and a half years. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on real quick to a couple other things we want to talk about. Um, the Lakers have a I believe an open roster spot, and there's guys like. Uh, J.R. Smith available, Kyle Korver available. Um, I don't know if there's another shooter available, but just, just they need a shooter right now, don't they? Would, would, could they use a guy like Kyle Korver maybe? I think they could. I mean, who couldn't use a guy like Kyle Korver, right? Like uh, still pretty pretty good. The Knicks and the Suns probably. <laughs> the ones that bought him out. Um, but it's – the fact that uh, that the story came out that they're they're not even sure they want to do that, right? They want to just leave an open open roster spot. I I just yeah, because how much playing time is he going to get? Right? They've already got guys on the roster right now where it's like he may never see the floor. I mean, you only need Kyle to play like what eight to ten spot minutes here and there. Yeah, you don't need to play much you, more than that. Then you got a younger guy like Troy Troy Daniels, right? Like um, I think what is he twenty eight something like that. And he shoots. Yeah, he's also very tiny though. He's like six foot tall. He is, so he's but he's, tiny. he shoots yeah. at a high clip, and he's not going to get, you know, with with LeBron and AD getting double teamed all the time, or you know, drawing so much attention. The guy's going to be wide open more than half the time, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if size is going to be a big difference there, but um, that's true. I don't. They could use him, and at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a big deal if they don't get him. The one guy that I think would have been great is Iggy. If Iggy got bought out, 
and uh, yeah. and they signed him. I mean, pff, that's a game changer, I think. I think he will. I Dude, I don't think anyone is going to. Like, in case you guys don't know, Memphis is asking for a expiring contract and a first-round pick for, like, 35-year-old Iguodala who's making, like, $17 million. Like, that just sounds like an absurd asking price. <laughs> it is pretty high. For, uh, I don't, you're not going to get a first-round pick and an expiring Player, well, because you got it for dollar unless the team is desperate. For well, them. the only teams that are going to want to do it are contending teams, right? Yeah, it's only going to be like a maybe what five teams you got like Denver, both LA teams, Houston. maybe Golden State picks them back Milwaukee up, probably not, not in a trade, but I'm saying like you know, interest. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just a handful of teams. He, you know what, though, I, I honestly think, uh, if the Clippers got him. That would be crazy. That defense is already pretty damn good. They get Iggy, and that's like, that's. Scary I just imagine. Good. I just imagine what their death lineup would look like. It'd oh, be like Patrick man. Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Andre Iguodala, and like maybe like Montrezl Harrell or something. That's it was like a it was like feisty, but pretty that, that's crazy. Just, yeah, that's a crazy lineup right there. That is a that is a lineup that teams would not want to see. I think that's yeah. kind of an underrated thing people aren't really talking about is. Is the fact that the Clippers' defense is just going to be scary good? Yeah, and they have they have solid offensive weapons too. Like they re-signed Patrick Beverly, re-signed Rodney McGruder, who you called McGruber last time. Um, they re-signed <laughs> Michael Green today, so they got a, they got a lot of great weapons. They got a lot of great guys surrounding Paul George and Kawhi. If they get yeah. a good dollar, that would be insane. That would be a crazy, perfect, perfect um, for you guys. Crazy team, yeah, yeah. Um, on the Clippers side, I don't think they really have anyone. Um, they should really sign or are looking at other than maybe like Sean Livingston. I think he's a guy, or maybe like a Shelvin Mack. Or I think Livingston um, would be good. I think that'd be a good like kind of technically coming home, right? Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, the way he's home to where his career started. Yeah, and the way his stint ended with the Clippers was just disastrous, right? With the injury, yeah. which is still yeah. I think the most severe injury I've ever seen. I mean, Paul George yeah. was pretty gruesome. But I think maybe it was because it was the first really bad one I had I'd ever seen in the NBA. But it was the first bad one in a while, I think. Oh yeah, man, one. that was bad. Uh, other than Derrick Rose tearing his ACL, whatever, but that wasn't really um, gruesome. Gruesome, yeah, it yeah. wasn't really gruesome. And I never even looked at the Nurkic one. I heard about it, and I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not looking at it. Yeah. I don't, I don't um, need to see that. Yeah, don't watch that one. <laughs> yeah, uh, but Bob, what do you think? Should, should the Lakers go after a guy like Corver or J.R. Smith or just Stan Pat? Maybe I the buyout market. I I don't think there's a rush with this. I mean, I, I think like Ryan said, there's an emphasis to keep that spot open. You know, just in case there's a trade or maybe, uh, you know, acquire somebody from free agency later on. You know, maybe in, during the season. Maybe guys um, are bought out. Yeah, the buy, buyout market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, there's 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 options there. I mean, the moves I do like the moves that they've done uh, this off season, but uh, you know, I I, I wouldn't. I, I would, I would, you know, you can never have enough shooting. So I mean, it's he he's proven that he can, you know, he's one of the best shooters, you know, at, from beyond the arc in in the history of the league. And you know, you'd love to have him maybe be in a, uh, you know, more of a defined small role off the bench or yeah, you, know, yeah. you need shooting. You know, maybe you need shooting to, you know, to catch up late in the games or you know whatever stuff like that. There's always situations where. He can get hot. He can get yeah. hot. So yeah, he can be something. There's, there's a choice for that, but I, like Ryan said, I agree. I, I would, I would prefer Iguodala given his defense and 
given that he's you know he he's more of a factor on the floor. You know, yes, Corver's a great shooter, but defensively he's been throughout your liability, and uh, I I'd rather just take you know the the defensive. Uh, presence and also Iguodala is you know he's not a bad passer either so I mean there's there's more benefits to having him on the team and uh you know yes it's there's still a lot that needs to be happening on that front as far as his status with the with the Grizzlies but I mean I, I right now I think the Lakers preference is just to keep open roster spot and then if there is a player like Iguodala then I think they jump at that Bob would you would you call J.R. Smith a shooter <laughs> you're really gonna start this tomorrow? I'm just wondering because you know, I don't, think, Kyle I don't think he's either right now, Jr. Smith. And yes, you're gonna say the shot selection he gets playing off other players. I understand that, but I think the shooter should be someone who's hitting at a high higher clip than let's say 37, whatever, 38 percent. And Kyle Korver fits that higher than that. Well, yeah, to be a shooter, if you're gonna be an efficient shooter. Like that's that's what that's what you are. Shooters are people who hit at a high clip. That's what I. If you're playing someone at a park and that person's hitting a lot of threes, you know, or, or hitting from the outside a lot, that's a shooter. But if someone's missing clinking a lot of their shots, you know, you're gonna consider that guy a shooter. You're gonna defend that guy. If he goes, if he goes over five and then makes his next four, I think so. But then you don't you don't want some guys to be hot and cold and not not gonna give. But that's the kind of player Jr. is. He's streaky. He's streaky. Just, Look, we 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 could argue about this for days. We 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 really could. We argue about this for days in the office. So, um, yeah. But I want to ask you guys have a little debate here about this. What who do you think has the better short term and better long term long term future here? Is it the Lakers or is it the Clippers for long term and short term? Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, that's tough because. It's it's really like a two year window for both teams, isn't it? Uh, I mean, look, here's the thing. Like I've I've heard that the Clippers are not really worried about Kawhi and PG. Well, why should they be? Um, I mean, they they like Ka- Kawhi signed the two plus one. And people are like, oh, he's gonna leave after two years. Oh, but it's just so he can get to the ten year designated veteran. Just like uh, I was contract. I was saying with AD though, everything changes in this league. I mean. You you, you got to admit, in two years from now, there's a good chance the league looks completely different again, yeah. right? Whether it be trades, yeah, yeah, no, it's possible. Or, you know, who knows what can happen? Trades, injuries, blah blah blah. Like no one would have predicted all the stuff that went on this summer after you know KD went down and Kawhi winning a title. Like it's it's crazy right now. Like the way that the things that just change at a moment's notice. Um, I just, it's just hard to say, man. Like long term, I, I say I guess you could say long term probably Clippers because of the how young both those guys are still, uh, and LeBron being what thirty four now. Is he thirty four? Yeah. yeah, he's gonna be thirty four, I believe, in December. Thirty five in December. Thirty five in December. Oh wow. Yeah. So I mean, he's getting up there. So you just don't know with LeBron. You don't know if his body can hold up. Um. So it, yeah, I, I guess you got to go Clippers in terms of long-term just because of age that's the way i would say it yeah i'd, I'd agree with that uh, i think clippers you have two younger guys in their prime you got a core group that's together and they're mo- most of them are younger guys so i i would lean towards more the clippers in long term short term i mean you gotta see this play we gotta see how this plays out with both of these teams meshing you know they yes the clippers have a roster that's 
you know, almost entirely the same, but you got two stars you're bringing in and you got to learn how to gel with them. As far as the Lakers, the same thing. You know, you got Anthony Davis. You don't know how him and LeBron are going to play throughout a whole season. So uh, that's up in the air. But long term, it's Clippers. I mean, I don't think there's much question with that. Yeah, I would I would still, I don't know, just because of LeBron, LeBron's age and, age and history, of, well, recent history of injury, I would give, maybe I'm biased with this, I don't know. I just feel like, I just feel like short term, like there's a lot of, I think the league underrates continuity in terms of roster and bringing the same guys back and the chemistry that you have. Like the Lakers didn't bring too many of their guys back. <laughs> two of them. Um, <laughs> Literally two players. Right. So yeah. So there, there's not much there. And then you look. I mean, they have they have LeBron Kuzma and then McGee Rondo. Rondo Caruso Rondo Caruso. I'm thinking after the trade. Yeah. All the other guys weren't signed yet, but yeah, yeah. But like some of those guys didn't play significant minutes other than Rondo and McGee. Well, even Caruso didn't play until the end. Rondo missed a lot of games. I mean, Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just think the league underrates. You know. The continuity and, and, and the and the chemistry like a team builds like last year like the Clippers brought most of their core back from that playoff run last year that impressive one against the Warriors and that they I think they just they would have the edge in my mind just off just based off of that and then the fact that they probably have a healthier um, healthier team well that remains I don't, yeah I don't know too though you know like you said yeah no no I know uh, shoulder have, surgery and then Kawhi's health. You know, in terms of what was his thing? Was it a hamstring thing for him, or a, he, he? It was a hamstring two years. It was a hamstring with the Spurs, and then it was uh, he had like tendonitis in his knee last year, I think. Oh, right, something like that. Because he was kind of limping sure. during the uh, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was that was bugging him. Um, Not enough. <laughs> but look, he still went. He still went out. He still went out and averaged like 30, 37 points on like 55 percent shooting. That's so. a monster. Uh, yeah, I, I they're they're gonna be smart with it. I just think. I think I want I want to give the short term and the long term thing to the Clippers because again you don't know what's going to happen with LeBron after the next two years. AD will probably be here, maybe maybe not. I don't know, but um, for right now the Clippers aren't worried about PG leaving in two years or Kawhi Leonard leaving in two years. Again, everything could change. You mentioned that earlier, but um, for now I just think looking at it now, um, the Clippers have the better short term and long term. But the, the Lakers are right there. Um, I mentioned this before. I, I really like how they compile the roster after missing out on Kawhi. They got a lot of guys that I think would fit pretty well uh, with LeBron, with, with AD. Um, a lot of underrated moves. We haven't even talked about DeMarcus Cousins, who if he's half of what he was as an all-star, that'll be terrific for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very close, but I, I just I would give the S to the Clippers. And a lot of that probably has to do with front office as well, front office and how they've handled things. Uh, yeah, I would have to give them the edge. Um, yeah, any any final thoughts before we uh, close out this podcast? Mm, not really. I think we kind of hit everything in the amount of time that we did this. We went over, but that's okay. Whatever. I will say one last thing would just be that it's, it, sh- it should be. A, I mean, you got have all these duos. Maybe this is you know a new era of the league where it's just. You know, you got two stars now. Maybe it's not the super teams anymore. Maybe it's just two stars league now. I mean, 
who knows? I mean, no, it is. It is. It is a two-star league. It's not. It's not a three-star, four-star league anymore. It's just a two-star league. Everyone until Cal Kuzma turns into a legit superstar this year. <laughs> until that happens. Is this the part where we play cricket noises? <laughs> Set it here first. How about that? Set it here first. Hot take. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't that your clutch take? Because <laughs> I just thought of it right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, wow. Well, impromptu hot take. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, well, that's it for us on uh, Battle for LA episode 12. Um, as usual, you can follow me at Tomer Zarly, T O M E R A Z A R L Y, on Twitter and Instagram uh, for all the Clippers. You got have questions. Uh, you can follow Ryan Ward, our Lakers reporter, at Ryan Ward LA on Twitter and Instagram as well. He's got a lot of good Lakers content coming up. You should check that out. Um, a <laughs> lot of good, lot of good content. Don't follow him. Um, and then you can follow uh, Bob Garcia only on Twitter. Leave him alone everywhere else. Uh, at B Garcia IV Sports. Only on Twitter. You're really excluding the people, huh? I mean, you don't want to bug you anywhere else, right? That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. That's it for us. That's it for us. Um, leave us leave us a like, subscribe. Uh, you have any questions, comments, reviews, things you hate, you love me, you hate Bob, you think Ryan's a little weird, that's okay. Just let us know uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, tweet us, add us on everywhere, let us know. Um, like I said, subscribe. That's pretty much it. Hope you guys enjoy the Bye-bye. episode. Bye-bye. See you guys.